If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Fernando Alonso here. Out of car racing and being from Spain and that. Whenever I'm looking for a well good classic car, I go to carandclassic.com. They've got over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any given time. And now they do online auctions with no buyer's fees. Personally, I've got my eyes peeled for a tidy Talbot Horizon. Ay ay ay. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic. Yeah, I do know Lewis Hamilton. He thinks I'm a knob. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars live in London. <laughs> well. Well. That. Thank you. That was, that was stage three uh, clapping. That was. Wasn't it? That was high lift clapping. That was good. High lift clapping. <laughs> it absolutely Thank was. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, the room is full. We're here at the London Concourse. We are. We've been let in, and I still don't exactly know why or how. Because the tone was too high. Yes. And it needed to be lowered. Yes. So. Noel Gallagher's birds that's what i was saying to you before we came on about um uh, noel gallagher's high lift cams have got a new album out and i keep thinking it's called council skis but it's not (laughs) it's called council skies after where he grew up on an estate in manchester but i keep thinking council skis what would that be (laughs) just to rent them drain pipes oh right okay right they're just fashioned homemade they're just cheaply fashioned quickly okay Good. Um, so, anyway, thank you ever so much for coming along. Um, and thank you to the London Concourse event for letting us in. Yeah. Um, there's some um, sweet, sweet motor cars out on the lawn. I should say preemptively, thanks for letting us in and thanks for throwing us out, which is what I assume yes. is going to happen sort of later. Half an hour or so. <laughs> um, so, uh, I was going to start today with a small confession. For the last two years on our podcast and in real life, I've been boasting about something. Oh, no. I've been boasting about how reliable my Range Rover is. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. I think you know where this is going. <laughs> has it shat itself? <laughs> of course it has. Shat, shat <laughs> itself would be harsh. Come on, what's it do? Is it making some horrible clonking noise? No, it's not. There's a vibration. Okay. Almost like, you know, a wheel's gone out of balance. But rather than coming from any specific wheel, it feels like it's coming through... The drivetrain. Yes. Yes. So, last weekend we were driving up to Manchester to see my brother, and it started doing it around Bristol, which is not very far from where I live. 
Oh, did you have to make the decision of do we now yes. turn? Did you turn back? I think it's what military types would call a go-no-go no go situation. <laughs> so we had a brief meeting in the front of the moving car, my wife and I. I said, I think there's something wrong with the car. And she went, is it that feeling that's coming through the floor? And I went, yes, yes I think it is. She went, well, should we turn around? I went, mm, I don't know. So I slowed down and it went away. Oh. And we had another brief meeting. And I said, I think we should carry on. And she went, okay, let's carry on, because we had a weekend planned. And it was all fine until we got to nearly Stafford. And then it got very bad indeed. Is that William Willard's not familiar? Yes, with no, it was, it, I was basically in Stafford. <laughs> and it got all quite juddery. And we pulled off the motorway, we pulled into a country lane opposite a really zany antiques shop. Yeah. And when I got out, there was a very hot smell, and then a plume of smoke oh, came gosh, out the rear wheel of hutch. Oh, you had a plume? A plume. Oh, gosh. And there's that brief moment, the kids were still in the car, there's that brief kind of, oh, shit, it's on fire. But it wasn't. It was just letting me know that it might feel like going on fire later. <laughs> as a race is entitled to do. So we got the breakdown people out and the guy couldn't find anything wrong with it and he went take me for a drive and tell me when it's doing it and i took him for a drive and it didn't bloody do well, it took him did you did you did you drive him to manchester and yes. leave your wife and children at <laughs> the side of the road and go shit i've got here perfectly fine yeah got oh but left back. the kids behind <laughs> so shit. yeah but that's the thing so we had kids dog whole family weekend away so it's a, a difficult thing we went right okay so my brother came and met us he drove as our support thing. Again, it all got quite military, got a little bit Top Gun. He pulled alongside me on the M6 as I'm nursing the car back towards his house and just went, and I went, did you go, did you go? Like fighter pilots. Yeah, I know, yeah. I should have done. And then you just kicked it down and then a plume. <laughs> yeah, plumes. No, it was good as gold and we got to his house, but then it was this thing where we went, okay, don't entirely trust the car. I think it's the prop shaft. Yeah. I don't want the prop shaft to, for example, fall off on the M6 on the way home again. I've got no. my children and my dog and my wife in the car. It'll things I love. The floor Not necessarily though. in that order, but things I love. <laughs> and I, I thought, well, we can get home by some of the means. Oh, buy another car. It's a great idea. It crossed my mind. It's a great idea. And I'll like tell you why it like crossed my mind. Like a boat to the Range Rover. Yeah. Put it on an A-frame, jingle jangle. <laughs> Good news, dear. I've bought a crew cab recovery lorry. <laughs> Should have owned one years ago. I mean, we've got an old Range Rover and a Fiat. Why would I not have got one in the house? But I favour the beaver tail, just because I can say I own a beaver mm. tail. It's not a chance you get to say that very often, is it? Now, the problem is, last weekend, rail strikes. Yes. That's one problem. The second problem is it's three trains to get back to Bathsash Bath, and we've got a dog and two small children. <laughs> so, in a way, I'd rather crawl back from Manchester. <laughs> So I said, look, why don't we just hire a car? And then I remembered this I'd left so my wallet at home. You left your wallet at home? My wallet at home. Well, you just pay for things on your phone now, don't you? So I didn't have my wallet. And my wife went, well, I haven't got mine either. What? You can't hire a car without a driver. Wallet Wallet-less Range Rover drivers? Well, I just assume that if I keep it in the Range Rover, it's going to get burned. <laughs> so, oh, all my credit cards have got bite marks on them. Why is that? So I, I, I rang... The AA man said to me, he said, oh, Enterprise sometimes let you hire a car without if they can look up your license. Do they? Well, let me tell you, yes, they do. 
So you can hire a car without a driving license? If you've got your license number, and I had a scan of my license, a very nice man, I'm not being paid to say this, but a very nice man at Enterprise at Manchester Airport let me hire a car, even though I had no driving license and no, money. no credit cards. <laughs> no frigging money. No money. Um, and I was holding a knife. But, um, no trousers or no pants No trousers as well, on as yeah, well yeah. because they'd, they'd, they'd caught fire They as got well damaged in the, in the, in the fire. Yeah, I don't the want to talk about incident. it. Yeah. But have a guess what car they give you if you go into Enterprise at Manchester Airport and say, please help me, I'm desperate. What do we think? Uh, <laughs> Range Rover, yes. Just, <laughs> just have another one, sir. Roll the dice. Uh, I, I'd love to say Vauxhall Signum because I've been mm. in production for some time. But I uh, one around the back they can't bear to get rid of. I'm thinking, would it be an insignia? Good guess. Yeah. I should have extra information that I asked for a, a car that could fit. I, didn't, I was standing there going, don't say dog, don't say dog, because they won't let you have a car if you say oh, dog. Oh, yeah. So I just said, I have two small children and a lot of luggage. And the guy went, okay, well, you Including know, one that's breathing. Got, yeah, big, hairy, smelly <laughs> luggage. Well, no, because that's the thing. I, I said, I, I, we've got loads. We've been away for the weekend, but you know, it's like kids. <laughs> we've got loads of luggage. And he went, okay, well, uh, a Focus? And I went, no, we've got loads of luggage. And he went, <laughs> how many bags have you got? And I was like, oh, <laughs> eight. Yeah. And then he gave me the keys to a Dacia Duster. Oh, sweet. In gold. Gold? There's one learning from this, which is the gold car. We had a proper ooh from that ooh. side of the room. <laughs> from, ooh, gold. There's a coach outside with Dacia Dealer Away Day written on it. <laughs> um, now, because I felt like I was Steve Martin in Planes, Trains and Automobiles, because it was just, give me a fucking dance and a fucking beauty. I just want four wheels and a seat. Yeah. And it turns out a Dacia Duster is that to perfection. And that's not a diss. It's a perfectly serviceable car, but it is like minimum car. It's just all you need to get from Manchester to Bath with a family and a dog. And a breathing piece of and luggage. And a breathing piece of luggage. <laughs> and a load of bags. I'm not you talking about DJ Khaled, by the way. <laughs> so you know. Not being down on him anymore. So that's what we did. And then the Range Rover was trucked back to a Land Rover guy near where I live. And he called me today, having been underneath it. And he said... He said... I can't find anything wrong. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> They're the worst. He They're went, the worst. He told me he'd been for a drive in it and everything. In fact, his, his, his guy is, that he works with had been for a drive and it come back and gone, I can't find anything wrong with it. And so he'd gone, I'll take it out myself in disbelief. And then he rang me and he went, I'm sorry. It must be like the handbrake it. got slightly left on a bit. Just, I just can't figure it out. So, in fact, in a way, you'll give me what? Three grand, bargain. Three grand. Three, yes, three of the grands <laughs> for the Range Rover. Um, okay, but there is a dog in it, by the way. So, um, the, uh, yeah, the, he's going to have another look. Of course he's going to have another look. Well, it's in his interest to find If you're not going to trust it, your wife's not going to bloody trust it. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? You don't trust the car that's, I mean, no. I don't know. So in a way, I'm saying my Range Rover's broken down, but it hasn't. Because oh, no. a trained professional... Say again, sorry. You're still boasting. Yeah. In a way, I'm boasting that I got away with it because <laughs> apparently it's fixed. It did this before. The one-touch driver's electric window stopped being one-touch. Now it is again. It's a magic car. It mends itself. Did so, somebody say ticking time bomb? <laughs> 
I just drove down here in my Honda, which just doesn't go wrong to me. And it cost me three grand to buy the whole car. Yeah. Well, apparently, that's what my Range Rover's worth, according to <laughs> Jim over there. Um, well, so, anyway, I have a broken Range Rover. Basically, it's Schrodinger's Range Rover. It is both broken and not broken. And we'll, I'll keep you posted on that. But um, for the time being, it's still in the garage until they can find the fault. Well, I, look, I was going to start this show by <clears throat> making sure we address a, a, a problem. And this problem is, is, is a, a, has been sent to us in several DMs and letters about piss fisters. <laughs> okay? And I, I just, we, we've got to sort this out. It's actually quite important. So some, a few people have gone, I don't understand what piss fisting is. And I went... <laughs> I said, What? Hang on, so... I read this, I read this, this was three people DM'd me, what is this whole thing of piss fisting? <laughs> and I went, I beg your pardon, what? No, never in my life have I mentioned piss fisting. We all know what Johnny's talking about, right? Yeah. His, so, his love of having an outdoor wee with a beautiful view. Yeah, and let me tell it's, you, in the last four days... It's a V-I-S-T-A. So I've, so I've said, no, no, I, for the purposes of, of, of the audio translation, it's V... V, v for Victor, Vista, like a scene, a scenic, nothing to do with fist, fists, no. But also, no. when you've been saying on the podcast, I pulled over in a lay-by, what do they think you were doing? Well, yes, what an amazing piss fister. No. <laughs> His name no. was Clive, he was from Runcorn, drove a Scania. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, for freak's sake, there's, there's wrong-uns and there's absolute wrong-uns. Well, I'm glad we've been able to So I said, that. no, we, we need to stress, this is piss vista, beautiful view at which one can rinse their kidneys in private, not in, not in an obvious place. Uh, so I had to clear that up. And the second thing I need to apologise to the people in the room, the audience, for... I've just gone into the toilet um, just before we... That's right, it's OK, it's all about point. Just gone into the toilet, and they've got Dyson Airblades here. <laughs> They have, yes. And, and there's two of them, the one, that, that toilet out there, there's two of them. One of them says Mark II on it, and the other one just says DB. They're oh. right next to one another. And I picked Mark II, because I had yeah. to pick one of them. There was a guy on the other one. And um, A, the whole floor was very wet. <laughs> and the gentleman next to me was exceptionally old. So immediately, my senses were heightened. I almost went into military mode, re ready to respond at any moment, <laughs> in case he went down quickly. Secondly, what's DB and what's Mark II? Well, I know what Mark well, II is. It's the one after the Mark I. But what's DB? Decibels. 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 Is it? It's a quiet, quiet running. It wasn't, though. It was definitely... Well, no, they never are. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Dyson. They're lying. Um, this leads me neatly into a message that we had from one of our patrons. Shoot. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, his message was entitled, Skin Flute in a Dyson. Okay. He, he says, hi, Smith and Sniff. I spoke to you guys at the Morgan Live show and showed you my ha Dyson hand dryer catch can I had made. Now, this was a guy. He showed us pictures of uh, his work. He'd created a sort of... Oh, a cradle. A metal fabrication that caught all the water that was being blown down by the Dyson so that elderly people didn't fall over and break their hips. Yeah. It's also known as designing something properly. Yeah. In case anyone's under any illusion. He Apologies said, if anyone... Does anyone work for Dyson in the audience? Good. No, they slipped over on the way in, didn't they? Good. <laughs> um, so it says, uh, 
while I was testing some products a few weeks ago, one of my co-workers, who's in his 60s, had just taken a wee and went to dry his hands in the Dyson dryer. <laughs> he then said, should I put my cock in it? <laughs> Believing he was joking, I said, you won't. However, I was wrong. What? <laughs> what? what? He, he then proceeded to get it out. What? Put it in the dryer and set the thing off. <laughs> In his words, it blew the skin right back. <laughs> I now tend to avoid this Dyson dryer, <laughs> as it has been violated. <laughs> Was it like some sort of skin parachute effect? I've, um, I've just done a U. What? I've not read down the message before. <laughs> If you guys decide to read this out in the podcast, I'd like to remain unnamed. <laughs> Nobody say a fucking word and we can get away with this. I'll just edit it out. What, are you going to bleep the name or something? I'll just bleep the No, I won't bleep the name because last time we had to bleep someone's name. Yeah. There was that guy who was driving his brand new GR Yaris listening to the podcast. He thought the beep was coming from the car. There was something wrong with it. Oh, and he called the dealer. He ended up calling Toyota Assist, and they came out and looked at it. <laughs> okay, so what's his name again? <laughs> I can't believe that. Cannot no. believe he fed his no. dingling into a Dyson I, airplane. I mean, we've been sent a few times that picture of one of those dryers with a with a picture of a picture of a gentleman's thing with a line through. With a line. I mean, w women would never do a thing like that. It's far too intelligent, right? You'd never. I mean, you obviously wouldn't put a penis in there. But I mean, you know. The equivalent of ish. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't even think. You wouldn't even think, oh yeah, that. Shall I just see what happens if I. Would you like me to change the subject? Yeah. Uh, yes, please. I saw a man in an MG4 the other day. Okay. MG4, quite a good car. Very yeah. good car, actually. Yeah. We both like the MG4, don't we? Yeah, I dig it. Good car. Striking looking car. And I saw Striking one the other day, looking. and I think it was pretty much brand new. Didn't catch the plate. In that very zingy blue colour. Yeah. Nice colour. Very, again, very strident, very pingy on a very sunny day. Very modern, exactly, futuristic. Now, this has got to be a brand new or near brand new car. There was a massive scuff down <laughs> to the metal on the rear wheel arch. The metal? Well, it was silvery. Oh, <laughs> just went, ouch. And I looked at the face of the man who was driving it, and his face was annoyed. Okay. And I was like, has that just happened? That's just happened. I think that's just happened. Yeah. And then, for the rest of the journey, I just kept on looking at the faces of people in cars. So I was like, I wonder if the, everybody's face is reflecting what's just happened to them. And I bet you saw some krill sifters. I saw some krill sifters. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you did. Saw some inexplicable smilers. Quite a lot of those, actually. I do, I've tried to do that. I've told you that, haven't I? Driving and smiling. Yeah, yeah, driving and Your smiling. Your new hobby. But yeah, nothing would be an elderly gentleman who looked right royally fucked off. <laughs> And it's like, either he's just thought about something that's annoyed him, but mainly I think he's thought about he's, what he's just done he's to just his MG4. And he's on his way home. Yeah. He's got to tell And not wife. even the tea cut in the garage that's been there no, for 18 no years. Kind of well. not even this was a proper kind of, he shaved the car down. <laughs> which, like, 
Were you talking, we were talking earlier on about you, the, the Jackie Stewart having to get delivered to his hotel room in a Scorpio. <laughs> yes. And it's taking all the dado rails off in the Glen Eagles Hotel. Because down, down, the, down, the, down the corridor, because he's in the end room, and he yeah. just doesn't want to. Yeah, walk. I'm in the suite. Oh, I'm not in all the suite. I'm not walking. And he's contractually obliged to have a Scorpio take him there. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair did a good impression of... Alistair does a very good impression of... One of those golf buggies, because I was in America recently, and I've realised that the golf buggy is just getting bigger and bigger, just like modern cars. They're getting bigger and bigger. Where's it all going to go? Then you realise the golf buggy over there is bigger than some of people's family cars over here. And like, this is now completely pointless, because it won't go anywhere, because it's too bloody big. How was your trip to America, by the way? It was great. Sorry, talk amongst yourselves. I just forgot to ask Johnny's yeah. personal question. <laughs> well, I've written a few, thing, a few observations down if you, if you want me to talk about I'd them. I'd like to hear them, yes. Yeah? Okay, I'll just turn the page. Hang on. Oh, no. The first thing I wrote down was the way Americans say car is interesting. Because there's lots of different ways of saying it. Some of it's like car. Like we would say a parrot would do this. Or a, a rook. Car. A bird, yes. Car. Yeah, that. Get in the car. Okay, and then yeah. I wrote down Robert Duval from Days of Thunder because if you've ever watched Days of Thunder, which I'm sure you probably have because it's a great film, better than Top Gun, what I would say, it is. It bloody is. Not sure. The lead character's called on. Cole Trickle. Come on. And, and the other guy, I forgot his name, Rowdy Burns. It's Larry Burns. Brownie, Brownie Burns, I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, Robert Duval in that film. The way he says car is amazing. Car. Core. 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 Drive the core, trick coal. Drive the core. Core. And then when he runs, he looks like he's got maybe a plop. <laughs> a, might have a dirty Swiss roll rolling down one of his legs, and he's trying, trying to shake it out. It's a very odd run, and I've, I don't know why he runs the way he runs, but it's very interesting. That's my biggest takeaway from that film. It's the way that Robert Duval runs. The London Concourse. Yes. Over a billion pounds worth of <laughs> highly prized and rare vehicles on display. Mm. And a man in the hall talking about Robert, whether Robert Duval <laughs> shat himself in Days of Thunder. <laughs> it was the yin and yang <laughs> of this, sort of, this event. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I was in America... Is this... Because in America as well, I, was, I struggle with the way certain car names are said, and particularly Hyundai, Hyundai. 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 Well, they've, they've... It's a moving target over there. It is. Hand, hey. <laughs> oh, you having a seizure? Um, sorry, go on. Yes, other observations from uh, um, in Los Angeles. The panel damage on cars is like no other. Even Paris can't compete anymore. Really? You think yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. bad? Paris needs to up its damage game. Yeah, I believe that's partly because people in LA are terrible drivers, well, no particularly when it rains. Because yes. they don't know what to do, because it happens twice a year. I was once on a, on a freeway in L.A., and it started raining, proper rain. And, of course, the road goes really skiddy and greasy. Yes. And there was a guy in a Toyota 4Runner behind me, and he didn't turn on his wipers at all. <laughs> and I just thought, he doesn't know how. Do you reckon? I mean, they've got to still work. It's a Toyota. But he doesn't know where the switch is. It's a mystery to him. He knows where the cup holder is, and he knows how to use his phone while driving, while drinking a coffee. Yes. Because he's in L.A. But he doesn't know how to turn the wipers on, and, he just, and it was slashing it down. It wasn't just drizzle. It was properly coming down. And I kept looking in the mirror like, that dude can't see where he's going. You know what it is? The UV over there 
has pretty much burnt away the wiper blades. Oh, So he just yes. has metal rods that yeah. he's just... Yeah. He knows <laughs> if he just, turns on the switch, it's just, just scoring. Making the, wind the screen more opaque. Maybe that's it, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot of really bad driving. There's some appalling driving out there. But there's also an awful lot of um, lacquer lifting yes. on paintwork. It's like American car skin cancer. I noticed, I was walking, I went for a walk, and if you've ever been for a walk in Los Angeles, it's almost impossible. There's about 20 metres of pavement, and, and then it just stops. And, it, yeah. and they fully expect you to walk at the side of the road, yeah. like a walk of shame. Yeah. Like well, it's there's, some, just, there's just a gully into a river. There's a gully, and you're walking in the oncoming traffic, yeah. like a homeless person would. Yeah. And you're like, no, I just want to go for a walk. I just don't want to drive at the moment, or I want to go out for a drink. So I was doing some walking in the road, and then I found some residential areas that I just thought I'd pointlessly walk around. And um, no, just noticing that, that the lacquer lifting was amazing. But if you notice people in LA, when they do go for a walk, they have to go somewhere specific, like a you know, bit of mountain, and then they call it a hike. They, 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 they have they, to oversell what we would call a walk. It's true, it's true. They go for a hike, and I thought, our hikes, we're talking, what, 10 miles most of a day? Yeah, usually for charity. Usually for charity, so you're absolutely right. Yeah. Whereas, and, and they're a jolly t-shirt and go, go do it for charity. Whereas their hike is not even our walk. No. I'm just going on an expedition. <laughs> you're going to the news agent? <laughs> Get some milk. It's so true. Yeah, this is because there's so little walking goes on. Yeah. I did that once. I was in a hotel. I was, I was over there with work, and I was, I was in a hotel. And I was, I st- everyone else went filming, and I stayed in the room to do some writing. And then I went downstairs at lunchtime to ask where I could go and get some lunch. And they went, oh, there's some places up here. And I went, okay, so how long a walk is that? And they went, what? <laughs> went, how, how, how long a walk is it? Oh, you can't walk. And I went, well, how far is it? Yeah. Like half a mile. I yeah. like, well, then I can and will. Yeah, quite. What if I say, how far of a hike is it? Would that make more sense? <laughs> how far of a marathon is it? Oh, okay, just a short one. Good, I'll do that. Well, that's what I did. I came out of the, um, the hotel, and I, and, I, and I wanted some food. And I, and I looked on my phone, and it said, oh, there's like a Mediterranean takeaway place down the road, 0.9 miles. Oh, great. I can't be asked to get the car out of the car park. Yeah. And I certainly didn't valet park. That's another conversation in a minute. But... <laughs> I thought you said Valerie Park. No, not Valerie Park. No. Hi, I'm Valerie Park. Hi, I'm Valerie Park. Take care of your car. <laughs> but so it said, oh yeah, you can walk this. It'll, you know, it's 0.9 miles. Yeah, perfect. So I start following your phone. Mm. Well, the pavement ends for one thing, as I've pointed out before. But then I'm following it, and it goes, oh, you can just go down here on this piece of grass. And before I knew it, I realised I've, I've walked into someone's backyard of their actual house. <laughs> And I'm stood by their back door. There's Amazon parcels on the floor. I just look like I'm like, looking around, looking to nick a few boxes and stuff. And then I, I don't know how to get out because I've been looking what? at my phone. <laughs> and there's just loads of that sort of like trellis-type fencing. And I'm just going around the perimeter of their property trying to work out how to get out. And then I get out and then it goes, oh, no, actually, I went round the other way. So I went round the other way. And then I go into a trading estate that's massive and there's no way out. So I go around the whole trading estate and there's no way to get out apart from the way I came in. So it's totally pointless. So you it actually me, did do a It took me 45 hike. minutes to walk. <laughs> I was trespassing most of the way <laughs> to get to my ticket. I was fucking furious by the time I got there. Because nobody's put up person-proof fencing because who would be on foot? Quite. Nobody. Nobody. Car, so, anti-car so, bollards probably all over the place. But. It, was, it, was just very, it was just exceedingly difficult. So I did do that, but what I did see, apart from the lack of lifting, hmm. is I noticed a couple of cobra heads parked up. 
I was looking in through parked car windows, like a thief would, yeah. but just an innocent guy from another country, and I noticed a huge quantity of Cobra heads. In, like, 80s and 90s... Toyotas. Toyota. There was a lot of Toyota Cobra heads. Massive things. Interesting, Massive. yeah. Maybe um, that, that on the top of a stick. Yeah, but sort of sculpted. So it's but obviously, like, like a, a king hood. cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this Imagine is a like, grey plastic king cobra. If I used will. to do this when, um, when I lived in London, and just walking down the street, there's just you know, rows and rows of cars parked. I used to play the, a game I called manual or automatic. Well, that's a fun game. <laughs> Shit. I'm sure we all play it, but let me talk you through the rules just in case. Um, <laughs> where I just try and guess if the next car was manual or automatic. Really? Simple wow. as that. Wow. So obviously, you know, if it's like, I don't know, a Mercedes S-Class, pretty simple. It's going to be automatic, probably. Yeah. It's a recent one. And if it's... Unless the person knew you were playing the game. And they've 3 well, they've manual, manual swapped their S500 just to fuck with me. Just yeah. to sleeve it over the oh, auto. Oh, sleeve it over. They've sleeved it. Might be a good way to make your car less um, prone to thievery. What, a, a, a 3D printed sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that they just go, oh, do we don't, we don't want that. It's a manual, it's a low-spec car. Someone told me that's what they used to do in South Africa when people were getting carjacked. What? They, they, they would like, tap on your window at traffic lights yeah. with a gun, and you'd be like, oh, shit, they're going to take my car. And then they would look in, and they'd be checking the spec of the car. What? Yeah. Has it got heated seats? Oh, no, we don't want it. <laughs> Really? Well, I, I imagine it might be that. Sorry for the accent, by the way. <laughs> in the room. Um, yeah, they would, do, they would be checking, like, even to the extent they'd be checking the mileage and stuff like that, because they'd be trying to work out if there's a good car it's to be a able really to sell It's a really selective on. carjacking. Really selective carjacking. Yeah. But maybe they get so far as to open the door and they go, oh my God, it stinks in here. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been road tripping with the windows up. Yeah. And but if you're, you know... You've had a lot of falafel. You need to get that car turned over as a thief. You don't want to have to wet vac the interior because <laughs> someone's eating a lot of pasties in there and stuff. So there's... Too I'm slightly distracted. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a bit distracted because I'm wearing my smart shoes today. And you they're are. really heavy. Take it's them off. It's a bit weird. No. That's... You're in charge. Do it. It's a bit odd, though, isn't it? Also, they're really lacy. They take ages to take off and put back on again. But I thought... I was suddenly... When I was leaving the house, I thought I should wear smart shoes because we're going to the London Concourse. We are. And I realised I have this inherent fear of getting in trouble. In trouble? Yeah, I think it dates back to, like, you know, school or something. I have this low-level fear of being in trouble, even though, like, as an adult, how much trouble can you be in? Well, an enormous amount of trouble as an adult. (laughs) Well, I could have have turned up today to the the Honourable Artillery Company with a gun. No, they'd love that. Do you think? Yeah. Well, so you get checked on the way in. Have you got your Smith & Sniff ticket uh, or the London Concourse ticket? Yeah, I have, actually. Yeah. Here it is. Here's my QR code thing. Uh, what's that? That's good. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a snub-nosed revolver. Yeah. What, a good. real one? Nice yeah, choice. Well done, sir. Come on yeah, in. Come on in. Come yeah. and show the lads. It's fine. They like that. Yeah. I think if you don't bring a gun, they give you a courtesy gun. Yes. <laughs> Forget your gun, sir. <laughs> don't worry. Here. Have this. What's this? It's a snub-nosed Mauser. <laughs> Is that a gun? Jim, is that a gun? No, okay. no it's not a gun. <laughs> not even a gun. Fine, I'm not selling you my Range Rover for three grand then. Yeah. Um, They'd let you in with just a simple bayonet. Oh, would they? Yeah. Okay, any kind of weapon then, as long as it's got a military bearing. Yeah, but nothing too sort of like street fightery, like nunchuck. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, no proper, on, no, an honourable sort of weapon. That's so 80s, we don't use that no, anymore. Nunchucks. <laughs> in the British Army. I mean, let's nunchucks. face it, nunchucks. Jim, do the rubbish. British Army use nunchucks? Trebuchets. Trebuchets. 
Do you know what? You trebuchet. could win the London Concours with a trebuchet because there's some amazing big cannons out there on display, very well, polished. This is, but this is, I'm curious about this. That the people, well, actually, we've been asked to judge something tomorrow, haven't we? Sadly, I have. Yeah, I don't know what. Oh, you have? Oh, I not? Uh, uh, <laughs> we put my fucking smart shoes on for this. No, I'm, no, you're judging cars. I'm judging guns. Oh, I see. But this is what I was thinking. If they, the people who actually run this place are asked to judge the car show, they're going to give the prize to a gun, aren't they? Of course. One of those big cannons on wheels. Well, that's nice. Nice well, than that Mura over there. There's, there's those four lovely Porsche RSs out there. Yeah. But they're, they're punctuated by cannons. Have you seen that? Yes. It's, it's Porsche, massive cannon. Porsche, Porsche, <laughs> massive cannon, Porsche. So they're just going to go, what a lovely line of Porsches and cannons. It's amazing. <laughs> I love the grey cannon. That's my favourite, mm. that one there. Cannon RS as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Is it 2.7 inch calibre rounds? Is that a thing? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's just not talk about ammunition anymore. checked as we go along. Now... Uh, obviously, this is based in, in central London, and when I, I had to drive in today to bring some, some elements to this, uh, this, this little podcast that we do, and um, I noticed London really is the CSI tarpaulin capital of the UK. Mm. I, I saw a lot of torn tarps as I've I, driven in. I think your, your golden hinterland for tarps is between the M25 and the North Circular. Absolutely right. More driveways. Yes, Am I right? Yes, absolutely. And there's a lot of people that have quite a large front lawn, but they clearly don't give a shit. <laughs> so in real estate terms, it's, it's a half a million pound lawn, but they still don't give a shit. Mm. So there's a thing under a tarpaulin, and I'm rubbernecking at the tarp going, I wonder what that is, I wonder mm. if it's valuable or not. Chances are it's not valuable. It's been put under a tarp some years ago, and I actually was following SatNav like a loser, and, uh, and I took an early left. You know when it says it's counting you down 100 yards, 80 yards, and I just went, and I went, oh, gosh, it's, it was the other one. Oh, I've turned and into I, a post office again. I went, I went down, I went down a, a cul-de-sac, but at the end of the cul-de-sac, and Lisa can vouch for this, who's doing our merch, lovely Lisa, there was this massive, huge, sort of like faux Roman pillar kind of mansion at the end mm. of the cul-de-sac. And, and it, in the middle of the lawn <laughs> that had been mown around was a tarpaulin car. <laughs> what? Yeah. I took a photo. Got a photo. Oh, um, good. But it was obviously a beetle. There was no mystery to this. Oh, okay. It's an old beetle, and it had been tightly roped, almost like tourniquet. It was just, it was just sweating in there. It was, but it had been mown around. It had been mown around. It was on the lawn, and it had been mown. There was a drive, and there was nothing on the drive. But it was in the middle of the lawn, like a bad ornament. <laughs> but as you say, that's, that's like, that beetle is alone is sitting on sort of like half a million quid's worth of yeah. real estate. yeah. And it's dead because it would have been sweating like hell. I've noticed also the quality of the tarps are always appalling. They're never breathable. And you've got to have a breathable tarp. What, like a... You have to. <laughs> if you're going to tarp all in it, it's got to be breathable. Uh, but... Otherwise it's just marinating in there. It's a... You know, it's like, it's like one of those polyester raincoats with or a sweaty these, arm these or these jackets F1 that we're wearing. We're wearing which, trust me, are quite toasty up here. Honestly, there's a little bit of armpit bisto in there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't tarp unless it's breathable. That's my amazing take-home from this event. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have you got? Anyway, yeah, what else have I got? Um, GDPR. 
<laughs> I don't know why somebody laughed over there. I haven't even finished saying what I was going to say. And then they talked about your right to privacy online. Yeah, yeah, G- GDPR. It sounds like a trim level of a Peugeot. <laughs> oh, it does. Doesn't it? That was the first thing I thought. And you go, that's quite high spec, that. Yeah. G- GD it is. and, that's and got the PR. Very bungee tweed seats and the larger of the two diesel engines. Yes, possibly with the turbo. Yes, maybe. It might be turbo. Yes. And it's probably got an auto-reverse tape player. Oh, shit. Do you remember those tape players where, I'm trying to do this for the purposes of listeners, you put the tape in widest width ways, not length yeah. ways? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were a bit French, weren't they? Well, because some French cars, the Citroën CX, never quite made sense. Why would you put it in that way? It just feels a bit... But the Citroën CX had it down there by the handbrake. They did. They're just filled with crumbs and bits of skin and things. (laughs) (laughs) I do love love a tape player full of skin. Something I really (laughs) like. It's... That reminds me of that one that I used to get. I used to um, get a lift to school, primary school, with a, the chap at the bottom of the road who had a string of CX. I told you, it got kicked by a horse one morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> I might have said this on an earlier podcast. Yeah, we, we had to slow down and go round a horse on the lanes on the way to school because I used to live in the, in, a, in the middle of nowhere. And we slowed right down in this lovely Citroen CX and uh, the horse kicked the shit out of it. <laughs> Like, like back, you know, back leg, proper smack oh. on the rear quarter panel. And, and the guy um, driving it, the chap, he just went, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and there's me in the passenger seat. I was like this because it was on my side of the car. I thought it was going to come through. Oh, well. Oh, well. He didn't get out and remonstrate didn't, didn't, with the horse didn't or check maybe it. its rider. To be honest, I think the whole car was bent. I think we crabbed our way <laughs> to school after that. Well, so when they go, oh, do you know with those Citroens, you can actually drive them on three wheels? Just, Did you know you can actually drive them when they've been kicked like a banana? By a by horse. A horse. <laughs> by a horse. Has, wow. anyone, has anyone ever been kicked by a horse? I have. Have you? Yeah. That's partly why I'm fearful of horses. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I, I like all animals except horses. Well, I like crocodiles. horses. I'm just, they are quite scary. No, they're twats, though, aren't they? Well, <laughs> they are twats. I've been bitten by a horse. I've been kicked by a horse. I'm starting to take it personally. <laughs> I just don't trust them. But funny enough, there's someone... What, sorry? The Was horse. it the wife? The wife's horse. Oh, no, my wife does not have a horse, and she will never have a horse, because I won't have them in the air. <laughs> um, that was a... Uh, I, no, I, I, we, funny enough, we were talking to a farmer that we know near us the other day. Horse farmer. Well, he's got horses. 
And he said to my wife, do you like horses? Do you ride? And she went, no, I, 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 but I love riding. I mean, I don't have a horse. But I... And he went, oh, you should come over sometime. We'll all go out on the horses. And you went, no, you won't. Well, yeah, because she saw me like standing at the worktop, like gripping it, going, and she's went, oh, Richard doesn't like horses. <laughs> Fucking bastard. <laughs> Um, I didn't realise you were so fearful of these things. No, I don't. I really don't like them. I don't trust them. So anyway, um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Oh, Citroen CXs. Yeah. See, I had a mate at school had a Citroen CX. Lovely car. Andrew Marr. Andrew Marr. His, his dad, Duncan, had a Citroen CX. Yeah. Duncan Marr sold... He was like the UK importer for Franca Kitchens, you know, the fancy kitchen people. He once tried to convince his son Andrew that they were going to introduce a new slogan which was for the kitchens, which was going to be, don't be a wanker, insist on Franca. No. <laughs> Turned out that wasn't true. <laughs> but Andrew Marr said it was. <laughs> now, some important neighbourhood watch news of mine, which might not be of interest to anybody else, but I thought I'd write it down anyway. Um, weather's warming up, right? Some might say summer's here. At the top of my road, there's an old couple who have an immaculate house and garden, hmm. constantly uh, tweaking it. It's mint. The other morning, I was on my way to work. I saw the guy up a very long ladder. His wife was to the bottom of the ladder, actually one hand on the hip, and the other hand was pointing at possibly the way she wanted it doing and how quickly. Hmm. And he was, he was scrubbing the, the, the fascia boards of their house and then polishing them. Polish. But the reason why I'm yeah, the reason why I'm saying this to you, the house is mint and the garden is mint, but they don't ever go on the garden unless they're mowing it. They 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 they're garden use avoiders. Oh, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I the other morning it was really warm straight away, and as I went to work, I noticed the garage door was up. I've got a car on the drive, and it's a very short drive, mm. and they were both in the garage on deck chairs. <laughs> drinking tea with the car the car's like there <laughs> so they, they can't see anything apart from the front of their like whatever it is cash kai but it's got a lovely garden to the left of the house and they won't use it but maybe sitting they, in the garage but do they, do they just like looking at things that they own so they're like looking at the garden but not going they can't in. really see the garden because the cash well, no but they know they were they're in the garage because they were looking at the car Isn't maybe nice I just don't understand. And I thought this is a one-off. I thought, maybe they've been working all night rearranging the paint in the garage or something. Well, I don't know what they do. <laughs> We've been up all night, all night. indexing yeah. all of the old They're paints. those people. But a couple of days later, again, another warm morning, mm. and they were in the garage again, on the deck chairs, reading and drinking tea. But maybe it's cool in the garage. But it wasn't that warm. Oh. You know, we, don't, we don't live in Australia. Well, not for you. But they've probably lived through they're, I think they're too scared to actually use the garden. The garden's to be looked at. Well, they might mess touched. it up. Yeah, I think they're those people. Like some people, that, that when I was growing up, there were some people who had their dining room re redone. And then they famously said, oh, it's so nice, we just keep going into it. But they didn't actually use it to eat in. They just used to go in and look at how nice it was <laughs> and then go back out again. <laughs> it was too nice to use. Too nice That's to use. That's the problem, isn't it? Too nice to use. It's like uh, Best China. Older generations where yeah. I always had best china that you never actually use at all. Did you have when and you were And then it all gets up? put in a skip when they pass away. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. That's true. Well, that's because it's actually worthless because nobody wants it. No, it's Spec D China. That's it's what it is. Spec D China. It's Spec D China. Did you have, when you were growing up, did you, were, there, were there people, or elder, or older couples on your road that you only ever called Mr. and Mrs. something? Y yes. Like their first names are a mystery. 
yeah, they will yeah. be on. You know, teachers generally, when you're at school, certainly in our day, teachers' first names were locked in a vault. Yeah. If you found out a teacher's first name, it was like you'd been given a secret code to something. That's true. You would go running around telling everyone, did you know it's Carol? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, that is true. And sometimes on the sign at the front of a primary school, it would say, headmistress, Mrs. J. Wilson. And you'd be like, Jay. Janice. Janet, Jane, June, Jalopnik. Exactly. Which was my primary school. I don't know. Um, but we had people across the road from us, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Yeah. First names. What a mystery. Complete mystery. No, they were just w- never, it was never said. They weren't that much older than my parents, but they were just Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And it always, it's only recently I've suddenly thought, that was weird. Yeah. It was only as an adult I found out the guy was called Bob. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't like a sort of state secret. I used to mow a lawn for a lady. Well, quite a few ladies, actually. It was my... F- <laughs> it's not that funny. I mean, it's not a per- I'm not a gigolo. I was 12. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and so this was my first job, mowing lawns for a lot of um, retired people in our, in our area. Mm. And it was good. It was quite well paid for the time. And um, one time... I knocked on the door. Um, I used to go around there, knock on the door, and if there was nobody there, they, usually there was an agreement. You carry on anyway. Hmm. You do the front and back lawn. So, I was doing so the, you were allowed down that side passage. I was yes, I was, and I could if I was. I was fairly tall, so I used to be able to unlock the back door if I if I needed. Ah, oh, the old reach. So, <laughs> the old uh, reach around. Good. I used to reach. Yes. And, uh, slide slide open the bolt. Anyway, so. I'd done the front lawn, no response from the house, clearly they're out. Went to the back garden, and I was three quarters of the way through, I don't know why that's funny. Went three... <laughs> no, a, it's very far back, there's a delay. It's, I went, I was three quarters, of the, this is a, quite a, a walled private back garden, done three quarters of the back garden, I was absolutely bursting for a waz, Uh-oh. absolutely bursting. And it was too far to walk home, and, and I thought, well, they're not in. Oh... They're not, they're not in. So I just went into the corner where there was like a very low kind of pear tree or something. And luckily, in hindsight, I had the grass box next to me because uh-huh. I'd taken it off because I knew the grass box was full. And I was absolutely winging as quickly as possible, just sort of checking. And then I, I heard the patio door open. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was looking away. I was looking away from the house. I had the patio door open, and, and, and the lady, I won't tell her, her name, although she is dead now. Uh, 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 Mrs. Orland. And, I, and she went, oh, hi, Jonathan, sorry, I've just been on a phone call. I'm like, yeah, hi, how are you doing? I quickly went for the, went for the grass box. And she went, are you, is everything all right? Do you need a drink or anything? I went, no, no. No, I was really thirsty as well. It was annoying because <laughs> I was really thirsty. My one shot at a drink. And, and she went, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, long silence. I was still pissing. Okay. <laughs> long silence. And I was trying to look back, but it was just too far. You know, I couldn't, my, my neck couldn't reach. She went, okay, well, I'll just leave you to get on then. And she was old, so I was hoping her eyesight wasn't great. But still to this day, I don't know. And then I went, yeah, yeah. And I sort of bent over to try and pick up the grass box. I was just going to empty the grass box and say like that. And I was still winging. Because <laughs> I couldn't stop. Just fully committed at that point. It was a summer day, you know? You were a young man. Could you not have paused things? There's no way I could have paused. Absolutely. I mean, I know you couldn't now because... No. I know I couldn't now. Not a chance. 
be a Herculean feat. No, so... Uh, why do and this I is why this? we're Britain's number one car podcast. Yes, yeah, so why... Of our prostate chat. I don't know why I said that. There was a reason why I started chatting. Oh, people that we didn't know their first names. Oh, yeah. And I stood on her first name, Mrs. Orland. Oh, yeah. That was it. Well, no, you, you, you probably never... Well, you won't. But she used to always pay well. Ah. Well... I don't, again, I don't know why that was funny. I don't know why that was funny. Now, I've written down here, and this could be a, a, good, a, could, could be a, a good topic of chat. It doesn't involve weighing or, or lawn mowing. It involves cars, actually, funny enough. What? Yes, I know. Shit off. Well, I've written. We'll car- give it a try. Yes, I know. No commitment. I've written cars with druggy names. Druggy names. Druggy names. And I, I, I thought of this the other day, and I thought, imagine if cars had slightly druggy names, like the Honda Quaalude instead of the Prelude, <laughs> and the Triumph Heroine instead of the Herald, <laughs> the Ford Ecstasy instead of the Escort. And then I was like, I bet there's some JDM stuff out there that we don't know about. Well, there probably is. They've got druggy names. Like yeah. Daihatsu Meow Meow. <laughs> is that still a drug? <laughs> is that still a drug? I don't, I'm not I up don't on know. my drug. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't know enough street Is Meow Meow still a thing? It is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm on now, Somebody suckers? over there. I, I mean, I genuinely don't know what Meow Meow is. I just know it's a drug. Is it, is it pseudoephedrine or something like that? Is it's it? a what, sorry? I, I, I can't remember. There's a proper name for it. That's one of those, I was thinking about this the other day. There's certain words that are only ever attached to another word. And one of them is paraphernalia. I love paraphernalia. You, no one says paraphernalia except with Drugs. drug in front of it. It is, isn't it? And it's it? usually police people Actually, or no, na- Nazi as well. Oh, Nazi, <laughs> yeah. It's true, though, isn't it? No, it's either memorabilia or paraphernalia. It's memorabilia, isn't it? Because... <laughs> There was that time. <laughs> a friend of mine was working on a TV show, like a drama show, and they were there were long days on set in a, a courtroom set, and there was just there was lots of waiting around as there always is, and then and they were just amongst the crew, they were trying to do this thing where they'd invent a plausible rumour about a celebrity, and then try and pass it around the set and see if it came back to them. What? Yeah. And the best one they came up with, I thought, was, did you know Annika Rice owns Britain's fourth largest collection of Nazi memorabilia? <laughs> Seriously. And the genius of that, I think, is fourth largest. Fourth. Because if you said largest, you'd go, no, she doesn't. No. Even second, you'd go, I'm not sure about that. Fourth largest, though, you'd go, oh, no, I'm going to buy that. It's I'm... not true, by the way. I'm going to make it absolutely clear that is not true. But it was the best rumour they tried to spread around. But who measures the Nazi memorabilia? <laughs> I don't think you'd go on Antiques Roadshow and ask Fiona Bruce. <laughs> Did someone say something? That's that? what it should be. It's where the, it's where the Antiques Roadshow just goes fully like, right, come on, everyone, show us your shit. Come on, we've right. all got some. You, Bring it round. You, Nazi memorabilia guy, come up. What have you got? And he, brings, he backs up a transit tipper. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Check all of this evil shit out. So that is, but that is memorabilia. But I think memorabilia is still can have a positive connotation because you sometimes hear people say motoring memorabilia. No, it's, that, there's a word for that, automobilia. Yes. Is that right? Yes, it's a portmanteau. It's a what? It's a portmanteau. That's a racetrack, isn't it? <laughs> yes, in Portugal, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a corrugated cover over your car if you haven't got a proper <laughs> carriage. No, portmanteau are two words smushed together to make a new word. Ah. But, but you would still say motoring memorabilia. Motoring memorabilia. I wonder if they're selling some here. I bet there's some amazing automobilia here. Yeah. Those highly polished old fuel pumps. Oh, yeah. That's Beautiful. motoring memorabilia. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to do with it. 
You're under the influence, and it, the day is the day's nice and sunny. It happens all the time. You see it at Goodwood Revival and these mm. sorts of places, and you think, what a beautiful thing. Uh, but it's also, if there's a bar and you have the opportunity to use the bar, then, yeah. I mean, I've come very and dangerously close to buying some awful jackets at Goodwood and Le Mans. Yeah, yeah. Le Mans particularly, bloody hell, which is this weekend, isn't it? Le Mans, Le Mans coming up. Yeah. Um, is anyone going to Le Mans? Yeah. Yes. At the back. I wish I was. I kind of wish I was now. Yeah, I think I'm going to a bouncy castle party. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't last 24 hours. Imagine that shit. Oh. Wow, imagine the head wounds. Yes. (laughs) A lot of skull to skull. I got got uppercutted once on a bouncy castle. I was fully pissed. And um, we were bouncing out of sync. I was bouncing with another adult. There were no kids on the bouncy castle for some reason. And um, I went down as, as she went up, bounce, bouncy castle. And, and um, it's just, I'm not being mucky. I'm on a bouncy castle. Uh, there were kids in the garden as well. And, um, and a very sharp ring and a fist came into contact. On a, a finger ring. <laughs> I just came into contact with my eye socket. And you're uh, listening to Sniff and Julian Clary. And I. <laughs> anyway, massive contact, and um, the next morning I had a huge black eye, and I had to film something for Fifth Gear. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, and I just, I just looked like I'd been in a, a terrible bar fight. <laughs> and I had to say, what on earth happened? I just go, well, uh, I got punched by a woman on a bouncy castle. <laughs> and they didn't believe it. They went, no, no, you no, fell down really. the stairs, didn't yeah. you? I went, no, I got punched by a woman with a sharp ring on a bouncy castle. That's what happened. That is what happened. Anyway. Anyway, go so, on. Go uh, work down your list. Yeah, I've written, I've written George Clark's fantastic parking spaces here. <laughs> <laughs> there's loads there's, of room front and back. There's the context. markings are plenty wide enough for even... I've just written euphoric, euphoric response to finding a space outside the post office to deliver a huge parcel in his Discovery 5. And I think what I mean is, you know when you... You know when you're looking for a parking space in a, in a congested area, let's say central London, mm. but you manage to just find a space that isn't congestion, uh, you know, like a permit parking mm. only, and it's in the right spot at the right time. Mm. Well, I always miss those. I always see them just as I've gone past. Yes. And then I realise I'm in a one-way system, like it is outside this building, actually, and it takes approximately 12 minutes to get back to where you were. But do you not have, because I have this, and it drives my wife nuts, I have parking indecision. You go into a big, you know, say, sort of motorway service area car park, and there's lots of spaces, but no obvious one. And you'll drive past a few, because you're thinking, it's nice, but there might be a better one. <laughs> I've, never, I've never referred to a parking space as nice. That's a nice Sometimes park. parking spaces are nice. You go, this is good, but there might be a slightly more luxurious one just up the road. I'm going to keep looking. And, that, and then you end up, you, you kind of, it's, it's stick or twist, isn't it? I like a tight challenge. Parking space. <laughs> no! No, seriously! No, no, I like a tight, I like a really tight parking space challenge where you, 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 know, you do that thing where you obviously drive up next to it, 
If you're bored and stupid, you press the button on your car, which tells you whether your car can fit, and it'll park itself. I don't do that, because it's shit. <laughs> so I look at the space, and I go, yes, I can do that. And of course, then, the, then a car comes up behind you, so you're feeling the pressure immediately. This will go into this space. This has to. No Parisian like bumper smashing, because we're in Britain, yep. civilised. So you have to go in, but you've got to get it so right and quickly. Yeah. Especially in London, because no, oh, yeah, no one's got time for you. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you got 20 seconds. It's yeah. almost like, I always think parking, parallel parking in London is like flipping an omelette or flipping a, a pancake. Yeah. You got, it's a one-shot deal. Yeah. You fuck it up, everyone remembers that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you get fingers, you get pointing, yeah. you get window down shouting. But you do it well. But you do it well. You can practically hear people going, ooh. I didn't think he was going to get that in there. And he did. And he did. Or she did. Or she did. Anyone else relate? Is it just us two <laughs> on the stage? Anyone else wishing they were still out on the lawn looking at some lovely old Porsches? <laughs> Fair enough. We were saying we wanted to mix it up here, didn't we? We thought there should be just a little sort of wild card cards out there. Has everyone had a look round out there, by the way? We um, haven't. We haven't. Um, <laughs> we're imagining what it's sadly, like. We're going to look tomorrow. We will yeah, look tomorrow morning. All day tomorrow. Um, but I thought... We th- we need, there needs to be a disruptor... Um, that's what it is, disruptor. ...area of the event. Um, so we, we were th- what were we saying earlier? We were saying someone that displays their cards here regularly, so that you know, they phone up, they mention their name, they know, oh, this, this, this person's going to bring some, some cool stuff, some rarities, but they play a wild card. You know, previously, 250 GTO, yeah, we've brought that along before. Some rebodied... Zagato thing yeah. that no one else has oh, got. It's got a, yeah, it's, That's it's cool. Got a through, uh, yeah. and, and then they just say, oh, uh, so-and-so's on the phone. He wants to bring... A, he wants to bring... A what? Honda Insights. Yes. Sweet. We were thinking a bit further back. We we're just thinking, what if there's just a really, really tidy Talbot Alpine oh, next to a couple of Bugattis? Just but to it, mix it up. Because yeah. everybody would take a picture of the Alpine and put it on social media. But he springs it... London this, Concourse. This person springs it upon the, the show. He says... Not, they go, well, sounds great. What are you going to bring? You wait. <laughs> you just wait. I'm just sealing the deal. It's being flown over from Switzerland. Oh, shit, okay. Sounds like this is going to be hot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you wait. And then this person just rocks up, and it even comes in on the transporter, but with a silken sheet over it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a posh answer to the CSI tarpaulin. Yes, could say. the silken sheet. The silken sheet. <laughs> and it obviously doesn't get trapped on the wheels as it reverses off the tarpaulin, because it could reveal itself by kind of be quite a good ripping effect, off it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it'll get trapped in the drive shafts and mm, okay. stuff. Well, we've we'll, got to be we'll, careful. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's exactly that. A mint, possibly spec D, Example of a car that nobody cares about. Rare, but nobody cares. And it disrupts the show. A very original, very early Vauxhall Nova Saloon. Oh. In brown. Non-sunroof. Non-sunroof. Yeah, four-speed. Steely's four-speed. It's an L. <laughs> Is it a GDPR? Uh, no, for well, for no a, as we know, those are Peugeots, possibly. Oh, yeah, for a specialist I, Italian you, market. You mentioned D-Spec again, and it's reminding me, I keep meaning to read this out. We had this um, fantastic email. I'm just going to check that they don't want their name reading out. <laughs> no, I think we're clear. <laughs> I'm glad you did that, because I'm know. normally the guy that what does that. Fuck it. <laughs> um, Mark Emerton, he says, Hi, guys. Listening to the Bristol Live show and the bit about D-Spec cars, I wanted to share a D-Spec story. My late nan had a Peugeot 306 1.9D. 
So not a GDPR. This sounds like a low-spec one. Uh, a what, sorry? A one uh, point it's one. a Peugeot 306 1.9D. Is that for deceased? Well, it is now, I believe. <laughs> but, um, you buy it when you're alive, yeah. which is actually <laughs> but, a decent... Uh, she'd owned it from new uh, in 1995. When I took it off her hands, it had 39,000 miles on it, but was already smoking, as I believe for most of its life, it was left in third gear. <laughs> Despite the mileage, it was covered in dents and scratches. And one day, she mentioned to me she'd take it for an MOT, but was thinking of getting rid. I asked her how many miles she did a year. She didn't know, so I looked at the MOT history and realised for the last few years it was literally only driven to the MOT garage and back. What? Three miles per year. <laughs> What? So Mark says, uh, I convinced her to give it up and explained that for the tax and insurance, she could get a taxi anywhere she needed to go. What, what the <laughs> Sounds like she only needs to go to the MOT station. And that sort of, but anyway. Hang on. It, was she American and she just goes on a hike? Yes. <laughs> she goes on a little hike once a year. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mark's grandma agreed to sell him the car. And uh, he, <laughs> he went to the garage to pick it up from its MOT and take it home. When he did, the bloke at the garage, after he worked out which car I was getting, said, hang on, are you the grandson? I said, yes. He shouted, guys, come here. The mechanics downed tools and came to the reception. The boss of the garage said, see that plant pot? We used to have two of those. We have to repair other customers' cars for free because she would drive into them on the way in. <laughs> We used to rush out to the road and try to stop the traffic before she left, as she wouldn't look. <laughs> no, no way. Are you taking this car? You really should, they said to him. <laughs> she came in once, and we explained her car was nearly ready, but we were just finishing up adjusting the handbrake cable. She then got in the car and drove off. What? The mechanic was underneath the car on a roller. No! And stuck under the car, he was dragged down the high street, screaming at her to stop. But she was too deaf. Oh, the my God! The car made it to the first traffic light before he could free himself. Oh, my gosh! And that is how Mark came to own a 306 1.9 for the safety of the world. I think that deserves a round of world. applause. Goodness me! That... Bloody hell. Um, so, Mark, thank you ever so much for that. I, I howled with laughter when I first read I'm not sure I can... I thought I had a, something that was... I thought I had a wow factor. Well, credit, now... But I don't know if I can compete with that. Shall we do some audience questions instead? We should. Can I just mention one thing? Oh, go on. Though? Yes. My brother found something really unusual in a laundry basket yesterday. <laughs> I, I kid you not. What was it? Well, it's your brother, so it's probably, I don't know, a cylinder block. An alive... No, it wasn't. An alive scorpion. What? I, uh, I was in America. I got a WhatsApp video of him going, what the fuck is this? An alive scorpion. It, it, by the way, nobody in his family owns a scorpion, just so you know. An alive what, scorpion. Or likes the scorpions. Or, yeah, no winds But he lives in Britain. He lives in Britain. And there's an alive scorpion in his house, in his laundry basket, and he has no idea how it got there. Holy shit. Yeah. Stellantis. Stellantis. 
Uh, do you know what? what? That's a great idea. Um, it came through the door, one of these free, you must test drive one of our new R baths. Yeah. Here, have a free scorpion. Isn't that? <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> yeah. I think that happened a few years ago. One of the big banks, I can't remember which one, uh, had this... Uh, marketing campaign where they sent out thousands and thousands of carrots in little cardboard boxes. The idea being carrot and stick. Here, we're going to tempt you, another bank's customer, to come and join us at our bank. They sent them out, thousands of them, just as there was a postal strike. <gasps> so what thousands of customers to other banks actually received from this big bank was a rotten carrot in the post. <laughs> and surprisingly, not many people switched their accounts. Well, but I, I'm, I'm still discovered... trying to find out where the, where the scorpion came from. That is a mystery. Isn't it? Fuck, man. Can anybody compete with that? What did he do with the scorpion? What did well, he do with the scorpion? I, I, he phoned up... Uh, yeah, he did kill it. Well, that's because I... Um... I got off the plane and messaged him and went, I've got a spare vivarium at home. Of course I have. Vivarium? <laughs> I have. I forgot to put it on Gumtree. It's something I need to put on Gumtree. And, um, and I said, I've got a vivarium. Put it in the vivarium. Because uh, my niece loves strange reptiles and things. And I said, she can look after it. And he went, too late. I've killed it. Oh. Well, because I was on holiday in Italy years ago. And I, I got out of the shower after a day in the pool. And there was just a scorpion on the back of the bathroom door. Shit. Yes. I froze in panic. And then I moved in panic very gently very slowly opened the door, snuck into the house. Now, my wife is from Arizona. They have a lot of scorpions. And I said, there's a scorpion in the back. <laughs> what do I do? And she, it's not like a rat in the kitchen. No. It's more serious than that. <laughs> it's also not a reggae record. Well, no. <laughs> it's a scorpion. Maybe it should be. But um, she went, I've no idea. Let's ring my dad. So we rang her dad in Arizona, because I was thinking, you know, you can't just smash them like a spider because all the poison will fly out into your eyes or something. <laughs> well, you don't know, do you? You just don't know. And I thought there'll be some wisdom from desert people about what to do. <laughs> and it's probably very complicated. You get some cloves and you sprinkle them around and then little shavings of garlic will neutralise it. Then finally a bright light and it'll die. So I, I, she put me onto her dad, and I was like, Arnold, what, what do I do to kill this scorpion? He went, hit it with a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so Seriously? that's what I did. <laughs> so, the, yeah, they're not as tricky as you think, the old scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly brought a wind of change to that guy. <laughs> um, oh, well, it's time for some audience questions. Look, if anyone's got this, any questions... Is this... Th there's, a, there's a hand immediately at the back. Where, where, oh, where? Richard, right, right there. Oh, yeah, OK, hang on, I'm right coming there. through. Like, uh, well, just before you do that... Keep talking while I'm doing this. I Hello, would, sir. What is your question? Oh. What is the worst car that one of your car journalist colleagues has ever owned? Oh. Johnny? Oh, I know. Uh, the guy that was in the passenger seat of the Dodge Viper that I crashed many years ago now... In fact, it's, it'll be 20 years ago last, next year. Um, he bought new... A Mitsubishi, is it ASX? Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Was he it cheap? He left, the, he left the car world and started working for, I think it was a mountain bike magazine, and then just casually got in touch like after about half a year and went, I bought a new car. I needed something new that was small. I bought this. And I went, what? Why? Did you not consult an adult first? I mean, what the bloody <laughs> hell are you doing? <laughs> He just went, why? Are they, are they not great? I went, no, they're quite shit, actually. <laughs> and, then, and then about a year later, he went, 
I've hit a badger, the whole front smashed off. <laughs> it, it caused thousands of pounds of damage because he went straight into a badger. I don't think you could do thousands of pounds worth of damage to an ASX, could you? Well, I don't caused, know, but it, it caused pounds worth of damage. I think, I think, <laughs> I think what was most upsetting is when he realised it was a crap car and he tried to sell it after also being damaged by a badger, it was worthless. So he had to keep it for ages. Oh, no. Yeah? Any other questions? There's a, oh, here's a good oh, one. Look. There's, a, there's a hand gone up here, and Laser it's, guy. it's contained inside an oh. excellent jacket. Bless you. Johnny, can we get a Miami Vice update? And while we're at it, what is your favourite telecar? Favourite telecar? Okay, Miami Vice update, for those who haven't listened. Uh, I got into this sort of Miami Vice binge-watching saga several months ago now. Uh, I, 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 uh, now, I watched the episode starring Phil Collins... Uh, did someone say yes over there? <laughs> yes! It's Phil Collins. Is it? <laughs> Still get the checks for it. Well, so I think I'm on series two, middle of series two. So I haven't got to the white Ferrari yet. We're still on the Daytona, the faux Daytona. Um, but the Phil Collins episode is quite something. Uh, he's, he's got some bad hair. Is he? Yeah, he looks like... You know, do you remember... Do you remember Premier Inns and places like that in the olden days used to have trouser presses? Yeah. That were attached to the wall? Yeah. It looks like he's lowered his own hair into... <laughs> but of course, only the back of the hair, because he's got a proper sort of Michael is Bolton, mullety But it's it not going... It's going full C4 Picasso at the front, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? They've got the big windscreen. He's just... <laughs> yeah, what's that Vauxhall where the windscreen starts? Oh, the Astra. <laughs> Didn't the Astra have it as an option? The slaphead option on the Astra. <laughs> the Phil Collins pack. The receding windscreen line. Yeah. It's that. So Phil Collins has got this unbelievable hair that just looks like a sort of pubic waterfall. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and for the whole episode, for the whole episode, I actually forgot the narrative. I had to rewind it. Go, what's the storyline? Just too busy looking at his hair and his jacket. What's going on? So, so that's where I'm at with Miami Vice. Um, and uh, what favourite TV car was the other part of the question? Favourite TV car. That's a hard one, actually. It's too hard. I'm just going to say the Rover 200 series from uh, Keeping Up Appearances. (laughs) Because I like to imagine it's still going. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Let me think, let me think. A couple of minutes will come to me. Another question. I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to go to this lady over here. I've got an eco question for you. Um, What's more environmentally sustainable? My Ionic 5... Or my husband's 24-year-old Volvo V70. Oh. <gasps> well, do you know what? It's, it's, it's the wheel to wheel argument. breaking decision here at Smith & Sniff. It's the wheel to wheel argument, which is actually a complicated argument. And I argue with people about it on Twitter and it's, yeah, because YouTube daily. I, I think you can, you can slice that pie either way. Yeah. Because it depends which stats you choose to believe. Is it bum emissions or is it life emissions discuss well because there's a funny thing as well because your Ionic 5 has had to come from South Korea yeah and it's probably a lot of the parts still my favourite electric car what a car there you go did really (laughs) oh god if unimaginable if Hyundai's listening to this (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't bought one yet (laughs) <laughs> Might pull the trigger at some point this year. Um, 
But yeah, so the, the, the Ionic 5 had to come from South Korea, and probably various parts of it have come from other places around the world, Norbins. So it's like the carbon cost there, if you're factoring that in, is going to be quite large. But then, yeah. once it's running, if you run it for 10 years... Yeah, 10 or 12 years. That's lots of, theoretically, the car itself is not emitting CO2. Yeah. The electricity that's going into it may have caused... But may not because renewables. Exactly. So again, it's that that's up for debate. I think it depends on. I mean, this is getting very car. It's quite serious. But I think I think one thing to bear in mind is if you change your car like every two years, it's probably not a very environmentally responsible thing to do. Despite the fact that the car might be an electric car, Hmm. you're buying a new thing that's had to be manufactured. I know there's lots of factories that are, are trying their best to be carbon neutral now. But you're still having to manufacture a thing which uses an enormous amount of energy, mining, minerals, blah, blah, de blah. So I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call this a draw, I think is the answer. But it is a good thing to keep stuff going. Yeah, it is. Even if it may vibrate violently and then have some smoke coming out of the back. <laughs> Wheel arch. It's still good to keep old stuff going. You must keep but, us informed about how your oh, failing Range Rover Unless, is doing. Yes. <laughs> really Because just so you know, ruins me. my Honda Insight, I was driving down... Yes, yes. I was yes, driving down I know, to you've got You've put no oil or water in it. No, what's like, great come on. I was driving down to Heathrow and uh, both the engine light and then the whole hybrid system warning light came on. Still drives just fine. <laughs> so, I, so I parked it in long stay. I thought, I don't need you for seven days. It's fine. Shut it off. Came back to it. Um, for the purposes of the tape, as they say in police dramas, uh, Lisa, Thank you, Lisa is bringing us a couple of beers. Someone else. What, someone someone? else. Someone's buying us drinks. Who ordered these? Who bought us drinks? Sorry. Yeah. Don't be sorry. Oh, um, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. <laughs> Drink to that. Mm. Um, has someone else got... Um, Get away, oh. there's a can of... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Again, for the tape, we've just been handed a can each of rich energy. Amazing. So that's... Oh, God, have you tried this stuff? No, I do want them. Thank you. It's how they... Big Richard energy. Big Richard energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you don't have to have tried this stuff. Just go to your nearest hospital and drink whatever they're cleaning the floors with, because it's about the same taste. Down them. Down them? <laughs> I can't do that. I'll be, I'll be dilating no, it's, oh, centimetres. It's horrible stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out into the auditorium. Uh, question. Oh, there's someone here quite nearby, and that's handy. Hi. That's a lovely beer. Thank you for that. Our old friend, uh, no-name, full-suspension mountain bike guy... Oh, he's become a phenomenon, <laughs> hasn't he? Has... Swapped a couple of tins of Kestrel Super for uh, a Euro Millions ticket, and it's his lucky day. A Euro what? A Euro Millions. Euro Millions, okay, yeah. I thought you said Eurovision ticket. I was going to say, shit me, you can keep that. He's, he's okay. won the jackpot, and he's at a Concor event. Oh, wow. And he's in the mood to make some serious offers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. okay. What, what's he driving home with? At this sort of an event, this event. I think at this event, one of those cannons. That's why. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? In all seriousness, he, he'll, he'll, he'll prowl around the event at hyper speed because he's gurning. <laughs> and nobody knows why. 
And after a couple of hours of pacing and a bit of like leisurely drinking in the sun, he marches straight up to the ambulance that's over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen it. It has to be there by law. Yeah. It's an yeah, event. Yeah. And, he, and he, he goes around it, sort of sniffing a bit and just sort of like touching it and prodding it, looking at all Does the Does that towers. come with it? Yeah. Does that come it's with not it? It's for goes, sale, sir. It is now. Yeah, how much is that? He goes, oh, no, no, we're at an event. It's like, I'll give you £300,000 for this. <laughs> and then like, they go, what? what? Go, phone your boss. <laughs> and he's driving home happy boss, as and he just he just peels out, out of the gateway he'd never even driven in london before yeah never even driven goes straight up the one-way street the wrong way yeah he finds the public address system whatever it's <laughs> yeah, she's, she's using the blues and twos he's just just for shits and giggles that's what he does and then he rings his mate and says i don't leave to live on your narrowboat anymore yeah because i'm sleeping on a gurney in the back of my ambulance <laughs> And then he realises he's, he's left his flip-down Motorola phone in the gent's toilets here, so he has to quickly like palm it round and do an illegal <laughs> and come flying back in. Yeah, that's that guy. Yeah, I, 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 I love full suspension. No name, full suspension bike guy. Yeah, he's all over the world now. He's, he's going everywhere. global. Did you see one in, in Los Angeles? A bit yeah, hot for that, yes. or is it? No, I did. Oh, on the seafront, on the pier. It was on the oh, pier. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, because... Squeaky like In America particularly, he's very coastal. He's extremely coastal. Bare feet, riding a bike. Ouch. Was he bare feet? No, he was, um, he, was, he was flip-flops. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was flip-flops. I'll accept that. Uh, and he had a vest on, like a muscle, a slack muscle vest. But he wasn't muscular. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sort of equivalent no. to me wearing a muscle vest. It's just not. He, it's just, the vest looks like it's hung on a washing line. <laughs> just, sort of loose. Well, that's fine. That guy. That's, you know, everyone has different oh, physiques. And I he noticed, has the physique of someone who smokes a lot of marijuana. And had a Bluetooth speaker um, sort of um, bungeed to the handlebars. Ah, Lots of loud music being played on bicycles, I noticed, in America. They don't yeah. do the headphone yeah. thing. It's not really... They're not yeah. headphone people. No. It's all very loud. It has to be very loud. Things towards your head has become very unfashionable, though, hasn't it? Because I can't, I don't understand why everyone's just using their phone like that now. It's like, it's a phone. Yeah, like a drip tray. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. understand. Well, I think, I think everyone's been watching The Apprentice and just yes. gone, that looks cool. I wish I was a twat in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, we can do it. No, come on, Team Strontium, let's go. Yeah, energize. <laughs> Fucking idiots. So, uh, have you noticed go... how nobody on The Apprentice has got any talent? That's the one thing I've It's heard. funny, isn't it? Oh, right down here. Hello. Hang on, have you got a TVRG lay on? I do. T- no, wait. Ooh, right Bloody shit. That's TVR amazing. Racing Gilet. That's, did, you, did you get given that? Did you buy it? Did you make it? <laughs> I like it. It's choice. Tell me, sir, while wearing this today, have you overheated at any point? <laughs> Oh, so it's a sorry. sweet gilet. It's a sweet gilet. <laughs> sweet gilet. Sweet. <laughs> I've never said that. I've never said it before. Right. This your is question. Pro- this is probably ironic, given uh, what I'm wearing, but what's been your most, um, uh, well, your scariest moment you've ever had on the roads? What, like a crash, for example? Something like that. Okay, suppose, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just listening to a horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had full brake failure in my Dodge Charger, which I might have mentioned before. It was, te- it was about 10 years ago now, and I actually was on the road, the same road that it happened, in the Dodge, mm. about a month ago. And I had that shuddering feeling of what happened. It was quite a, quite a fast back lane, 
summer, summer morning, tight right hander, and an open gate, luckily. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember just, and what happened was, is actually the, 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 one of the brake hoses had actually, it, it, it chafed off. And, and it wasn't a dual, it's not a dual circuit car. So I had absolute brake failure, like no brakes, nothing. Ooh. And you know, a big old beast on a bat lane. So yeah. I just, I did the whole like, where am I going? What am I gonna do? I'm in third doing about 50. And I just went straight into the field. I saw the gate, I went, Oof. proper Dukes of Hazard. It was a stubble field and it was massive, luckily. And I just went in there and just scrubbed all the speed off by doing a huge circle, like a snail. <laughs> I just did a huge, I just went all the way round and all the way round and all the way round and then came to, gradually came to a standstill, knocked it into neutral and just got out of the car and went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. It was a massive amount of euphoria and loads of dust. And I just went, fuck it oh. Whew. And then, uh, then I was like, how do I, I, I was on my way to a shoot. Yeah. What do so you do? I had brake fluid in the boot. So, so I, you drank I, a load of it and then just got a cab. I, I didn't know where it was ruptured, so I lifted up the reservoir. There was nothing in it. It was as dry as a witch's teat. So I just tipped it some in, put it back down and went, I'll drive it on the handbrake. Be oh. So I drove it about 12 miles an hour for about five miles, tweaking the handbrake. And the handbrake and the Dodge is a push pedal and release with the thing. So it's not a very good... So I was driving like this. <laughs> Looking like a geezer. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> a terrible stage magician. It was, <laughs> it was extremely stressful. And I arrived at the shoot really stressed out, like wanting to go home straight away. So that was probably it. And then I crashed a Dodge Viper once as well, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. The, uh... I, had a, I had a very scary one. Brakes has reminded me of it. I was on an Evo car of the year in uh, the south of France, down in Mont Ventoux. And it's very switchbacky to go up that mountain. Is that in Wales? After, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually called Mont Ventoux. There's lovely. It's the full title. <laughs> and um, I was in, after lunch at the bottom of the mountain, I got into a Maserati Gran Turismo. Quite a nice car, but not famed, as it turns out, for its excellent and very durable brakes. <laughs> and all of the Tillerman on the Evo staff had already thrapped it down and up the mountain and down again during the morning. And nobody bothered to mention to me that the brakes were absolutely shagged. And I just set off oh, full gosh. of vim and vinegar, because I was quite young at this point. Bah, 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 up this thing, first hairpin bend. I didn't left foot brake, because I'm not that good, but I did. And there was nothing. Just, oh, just nothing. And there's a sort air. of rock face. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's how I'm stopping. Yeah. yeah. And it just, and it was proper foot to the floor. And I was just, there was just enough, to, enough speed, just scrubbed off to... Oh, it's horrible. Anyone else oh, had full brake failure before? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. wow. Austin Metro. Well. That's a lot of people have had full brake failure. They had dual circuit brakes, didn't they? They had a backup. It all backup. came out at 50 miles an hour. It all came out. Uh, yeah, it all came out. At Were you wearing really short shorts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've all been there. I, I, I had a passenger and a rabbit in the car. What? Uh, <laughs> Approaching around about far too fast. Uh, and I got We out. found someone whose life is as strange as yours, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> and I got out and had a little lie down. <laughs> what about the rabbit? A rabbit? Uh, rabbit was fine. Passenger was very allergic to rabbit and took it back to pets at home a few days later. Not in the car. <laughs> True story. We, we do joy- have to wrap this podcast up, but I feel like I have a lot of other questions about this one. <laughs> You joy rode with the rabbit. Oh, you oh. didn't steal the rabbit. 
His passenger was allergic to rabbits, and it's complicated. That's well, a home. We'll, so, uh, we well, should do, we'll do one more question, and then we really should stop. Lady at the front. Lady at the front. Let's do nice T-shirt. Oh, nice T-shirt. <laughs> Merch. Uh, a number of years ago, my partner um, put a garden in business and decided he needed a car, didn't want to commit to a van. Nice. Gardening. Uh, yes. He has now. Business yeah. has gone well. Um, Good. He went for a petrol Honda CRV. Oh, Sweet, would, sweet choice. What would you have gone for? Gardening business. Gardening, yeah. That well-known, huge booted <laughs> machine. The... <laughs> yeah, they are. They're good. CRV. So, are we talking first-gen CRV? Second-gen? Oh, wait, oh. sorry. I'm thinking of... What am I thinking of? CRZ? CRZ. I'm thinking of CRZ. I beg your pardon. I was thinking of that little coupe. No, and I was thinking you were nuts. But that's okay. Okay, no, that's... No, that's all right. That's quite sensible, right? So You've got... That for, for a car that behaves like a van that's not a van. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got one. I brought here. Oh, the, yeah. the elements. The elements. Really yeah. Ex- extremely capacious. <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely capacious. Yes. Um, I do like, especially, and I think probably no name full suspension bike guy would, would like the, the Citroen Picasso. The Zara. Zara Picasso. Oh. The, the one that looks like... Yeah. It's the shape of a chode, actually, when you look at <laughs> the silhouette of a chode. It's a very cool car, though, because it just won't Do die. You think? Yeah, I quite I like it. some of the worst driven the, cars on the road. The A-pillar. The A-pillar is just unbelievable. Ah, no, there's a problem, because my next-door neighbour's got one, and I look at it out my kitchen window all the time. Well, have a look out the kitchen window tomorrow, and you'll think, oh, it looks like a chode. Well, no, because we're still here. But there may be a Picasso on the lawn, we don't know. Yes. No, it's got that thing where the windscreen goes up and curves in and the, the A-pillar diverges like an Alpha Julia. And once you notice it, you can't stop noticing it. It's a really shitty, lazy design feature. That's Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> I think a CRV was a wise I'd have gone uh, Citroen Berlingo. Oh, yeah. Because I just like them. That is a van. Well, yes, but it's a sort of like... It's like hiding medicine in dogs. I like it when people buy... It's a van that's a car that's pretending to be a car. I like it when people have, like, yeah, gardening businesses and then they buy, like, an S-Class Mercedes. Yeah. Saloon. (laughs) And they leave all the seats I've got a Dita Marso Pantera cheap off eBay and And I'm going to use it for my gardening business. What? One of your clients gave you a C-class estate. Were they a bad debtor? And did you take it off them? No, they were moving and were like, do you want that? And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, they just gave you a C-class. In your garden or their garden? No, it's the same. (laughs) You're not finding yourself regularly mowing round a beetle under a tarpaulin. Uh, No, I regularly mow round my... CRV. Oh. <laughs> oh, you've got a CRV. So hang on. You, 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 work in the, you work in the landscape sort of gardening industry and your garden is full of cars. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. That's called a feature. A feature, Johnny. Sweet. That's what it's called. Right. Um, Sweet. Uh, we should probably wrap this up because I set the timer wrong and I think we've got... Did you? Than, yeah. <laughs> you complete stroker. Yeah. Uh, I forgot I got a boat shoe under my chair. I'll talk about yeah, that another day. Okay, well, we can yeah. talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but we should stop this. Yeah. Before well, we get thrown out. Um, before we go, however, I have three things to tell you. Oh, gosh. Uh, they are one. Uh, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel, which I forgot to memorise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time you've forgotten. Because it's quite long. So I'm going to read off a bit of paper. Sweet, okay. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. 
in which he burns male ducks on portable cooking devices belonging to Amy Winehouse's ex-husband. As the former kit man from Ted Lasso, oven cooks food, gathers up leaves, and enjoys a Channel 4 reality show. That's right. It's the incriminate... <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> Listen, oh, bide your man. time, get it right. Well, I'm just going to drink some of that. Put a little bit of this no, on No, 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 don't, 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 don't it stings, it burns. No, it's good, have a go. Have a go, anyone else want to go? Yeah? Right. I'm going to have a go in a minute. I'm going to have another go at this. Presuming anyone can remember the setup, which they probably can't. Do you want him to go again from the top? Oh, shall I just go again from the yeah. top? Smash okay. it. Okay. Smash it out. Second time lucky. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel in which he burns male ducks on portable cooking devices belonging to Amy Winehouse's ex-husband, <laughs> while the ex-kit man from Ted Lasso oven cooks food, gathers up leaves, and watches a Channel 4 reality show. That's right. It's called The Incinerate Drakes on Blake's Hot Plates While Nate Just Bakes Rakes and Watches First Dates Show. <laughs> It's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I know. I, I, I overstretched myself. That's the problem. You certainly did. It was too long to remember. You certainly did. Or indeed say. <laughs> uh, if that's not to your face, there's always the Late Break Show, which is, uh, has the benefit of actually existing. Lots of excellent videos on there about cars and people who love them. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I've got to say is uh, a massive thank you to the London Concourse and to the Honourable Artillery Company for hosting us. Yeah. A huge thank you to all of you for coming along. Um, frankly, we can't quite believe that... No, it's so like a dream, a good one. Come and listen to this drivel. So thank you ever so much. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, thank you to Lisa, who is uh, manning the merchandise store out there and just generally keeps us in line and organized yeah. and just brought us some beers earlier on. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you to Luke from Influence, who brokered this whole thing and set it up. Uh, that's it. We love you. Thank I'd you. like to thank my... Oh, books. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, he books. does sell books. It's do a really books. good, valid point. Yes, Boring Car Trivia 1, 2, and 3. We don't have any on the merch store, do we? No, you don't, because you're an absolute stroker. <laughs> 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 He's oh, so man. British, he doesn't want to sell the things so, that he tries to so sell. So, so frigging professional. You're an idiot. Uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is uh, we're in the city of London. Are we actually in the city? I don't really know. We are in the city. Um, until 1980, if you wanted to open a bank in the city, you had to do it within 10 minutes' walk of the Bank of England on the basis that if there was a crisis, the governor would want to see you and you had to get there pronto. Who's, who's timing the walk? Well, this is a curious thing because the square mile, I looked this up, the square mile is actually 1.12 square miles. Now, how fat are these bankers that they can't do that in 10 minutes? <laughs> anyway, in 1980, they dropped that rule, so now you can open a bank a bit further away, but I mean, really. Well, like Middlesbrough. <laughs> well, you, so. didn't, you didn't say. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Oh, you want to walk? Fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he's just loaded with facts, isn't he? This well, guy. I looked that up. I didn't know it. But that's just, you know, it's a format point now, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> on that strange sort of meeting that broke out there, um, that's probably time to end this. But thank you ever so much for coming. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll do this all again soon. Until then, goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> oh. um. Forgot. Oh. Forgot.
supposed to do it at the beginning, forgot. Supposed to do a bit of audience uh, participation. Oh, you say transit, they say sport. This always scares me. We did yeah, this but in just try it, try it. It was like being hit in the face by sound. <laughs> so with a due sense of trepidation, what am I doing? Transit and you say sport. Yeah, that's how it works. It's right. like shit, Panto. <laughs> Go on, do it, do All it. Right. Transit! <laughs> I love that. I wish you could be up here to feel what that feels like. It's, it's like being a cult leader. Yeah, Chris Martin texted us last time yeah. to say, how did that feel? How did you do that? Because when I say, what colour is it? They all go, to know. Fucking yellow! <laughs> anyway, look, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and thank oh, Were you not going to do one? I thought you'd... Oh, you want me to do one? Well, you might as well. Do you want me to do the same one or a different no, one? No, do a different one. Do, um, uh, we'll do Ford and then Transit. Though. Oh, fuck, yeah. What, sorry? Stellantis. Stellantis. <laughs> we don't have a call and response for that, unless everyone wants to beatbox, but... No, I can't do no. welcome to We'll do, yeah, so I'll do Folds. They do Transit. Mm. Yeah. Folds! <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. We've got to go. So. <laughs>